Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hello, everyone. Matt here from HabeshaFinance.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on the podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I am bringing this to you all on the YouTube channel, but this is the podcast, the Habesha Finance Podcast. We've got like uh, over 70 episodes on that podcast, so if you get a chance, make sure you check it out. There's a lot of um, good financial education on that channel, on that podcast, and also on this channel as well. Uh, but today, I want to get into seven important decisions you need to make right now, especially because so many of us um, are realizing, you know, we are not in a really good financial position, or at least we're not before. Maybe we're, as we're now getting unemployment benefits, we're getting these stimulus checks. And um, I just wanted to talk about some of the important decisions that you can make with your money. Some of the very important financial decisions that I think a lot of folks out there need to think about. So, uh, all right, let's get to it. Number one, budget. And I know this is uh, not a very popular topic, but um, we've got to budget, folks. Budgeting is part of that building your wealth uh, process. And uh, I have a video, I have a video that I did a live tutorial on budgeting. I'll make sure to link that in the description, link that in the uh, show notes of this podcast, but that's a necessity. Like you've got to know where the money that you're getting right now is going out to. In some cases, in many cases, you're getting a lot more money now um, over the next four months than you got in the last four months. And so I really want folks to take these months seriously and start budgeting, budget, budget, budget. Um, I'll never stop preaching about budgeting and how much just budgeting has changed the financial trajectory of uh, my family's life, my wife's life, my life. And um, it's something that we check into every other day and just make sure that we're updating accordingly. Now, uh, number two, save the money that you're getting in an HYSA, a high yield savings account. Um, two banks that you can use to save your money in is an Ally Bank high yield savings account. I think right now they're offering 1.5% interest or American Express 1.65% uh, interest. And um, this is really important because a lot of your big name banks don't offer more than even a 1% interest rate. They're offering like 0.2% interest rate or 0.1% interest rate. And um, with these two banks, Ally Bank and American Express, I chose these two because they're pretty popular, especially with the younger folks. But uh, we have an American Express high yield savings account that we're earning 1.65% interest rate. I think last year we were seeing like 2.15, interest that was, you know, accru being accrued on whatever was in that account. Um, but with those two banks, there are no minimums. There are no fees. Um, these banks are FDIC insured, so they're federally insured, just like, you know, your big name banks that are out there that like to say they're FDIC insured. These two banks and many other uh, high yield savings accounts that you'll see on the internet are also uh, FDIC insured. And when some of the concerns I always hear about is how long does it take me to get my money? Then it doesn't take long. It takes like a day. 
maybe two, but every time we've tried to access money or, you know, transfer money here and there, it's only taken a day to truly, um, to really get. So, uh, really important, really, really important to know about high yield savings accounts. Now, number three, build up your emergency fund. Okay. So on the Habesha finance platform, on this platform, I talk about having a three to six month emergency fund. Um, that's one of the first things I talk about that I've talked about um, in the financial uh, independence checklist that I'll also link to in the show notes or in the description of this uh, video if you're watching on YouTube. But in times like right now, I am perfectly fine with you bumping up that three to six month emergency fund to having at least six months. You know, I'm always one of those like, three to six months, that's more than enough time for me to go out and find a job if I need to, whatever I need to do, right? Like drive or whatever it is that I got to do. Um, if my, you know, corporate job or whatever is taken away, I have, I'll do my best, right? Three to six months, I feel like is enough time for me to be able to do that. But it really depends on like, if you're married, how do you feel with your spouse? Like, are you all on the same page with how much money you have in your emergency fund, right? Um, what's your situation like? Do you have a lot of um, debt or are you, you know, just taking care of other people in the sense that um, they depend on you for for money and um, you have a rent and you have a mortgage and you have car payment? Basically, you want to make sure, I want you to make sure that this money that you are receiving, whether it's unemployment benefits or whether it's a stimulus check, is going to help beef up that emergency fund, especially if you don't need a lot of that money right away. If you don't need a lot of that money right away, put it in an HYSA and a high yield savings account and just park the money there for now. At least if as at least as long as you're able to survive every each month okay because um we don't know what's going to happen after these four months after these three four months after july 31st when that 600 dollars per week stops who knows what the government is going to add on to these this cares act whatever the phase five or six or seven is going to be at that time we don't know and so what folks need to understand is if as long as you're not living paycheck to paycheck, um, and if you can start beefing up your emergency fund from three to six months to like six to nine to 12 months, then do it. Do it and, and, and don't use this as an opportunity to go spend money you know, at the mall or go finance a car or uh, try to put a down payment on a house, not especially when times are uncertain um, and you're living in that paycheck to paycheck type of life. Use this as an opportunity to kind of reset your finances and start doing the things that you should be doing, um, like having an emergency fund, you know, budgeting, like I said before. Uh, number four, this is something that we personally did. We stopped contributing to investing. We stopped contributing to our 401ks. Uh, we haven't changed anything, so it's still 100% stock mutual funds. I'm still in the total stock market, the U.S. total stock market, and my wife is still in the uh, S&P 500 index funds. We haven't like sold these to go buy bonds. We didn't do anything like that because we know right now is not the time to try to sell our funds because we're in this for the long haul. It's like a roller coaster. We've talked about this before, but 
Um, for some of you, it, it, you're taking pay reductions like my wife and I have experienced. And these pay reductions would drive people to make some very important financial choices. And one of those choices was to stop contributing to our 401k. And so I really think that's an opportunity for some of you folks out there to look at your finances and see, can we stop contributing to our 401k and get some of that money back to help build up that emergency fund to at least six months or at least three months or at least a month and then just try to go from there. Hopefully that that's something that will resonate with some of you folks out there. Now, on the flip side, number five, invest if you can. Some folks have a year's worth of emergency fund, have six months emergency fund. And right now they see they may see this as an opportunity to buy stocks. They may see this as an opportunity to buy mutual funds, etc. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is your money. This is your life. This is your these are your decisions that you're making for yourself. Personal finance is personal. So whatever choices you want to make is up to you. You don't need me. You don't need anyone to tell you what you have to do with your money. Um, obviously, this episode is just more of a guideline. These are just some suggestions, some helpful information that from our experience, from my experience, I want to at least provide to some of you folks out there who are coming across money that you've never seen before, right? The amount of money. But if, if you're in a good place, I mean, yeah, stocks are cheap right now. Mutual funds are cheap right now. And um, you do your research, right? Do your research. Uh, the late, great Jack Bogle, who passed uh, last year, wrote a really great book called um, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. Uh, I'm pretty sure I messed up the name of the book, but it's one of my top books, one of my favorite books that um, I'll make sure to link in the uh, show notes and the description of this episode. So that way you have that. And he talks about investing. It's common sense investing from the man who founded uh, Vanguard, one of the most respected brokerage firms out there who really, he was really about the individual investor. So um, if you get a chance while you're on this quarantine time, go spend like five, 10 bucks, I think on or if it's available at your ebook library, you can get it electronically. Um, really great book to read about investing. Number six, beware of scammers. You all know that when there's you know tax return time and all this uh, information that's being presented to you all, sometimes there are folks out there who like to take advantage of um, people, unassuming people, and honest, good, hardworking people like you and. I would say beware of scammers. Nobody's nobody from the IRS is going to call you. We know that. All right. Hopefully you know that by now. And if you don't, now you do. Nobody uh, unless, you know, I just don't think anybody from the government's going to call you asking you to pay this or pay that. Now, you may have creditors that are going to try to call you to, to get some money from you. But at the same time, um, there's a way to handle that, which, you know, we talk about another day. But there are going to be people who are going to try to scam you out of your stimulus check. There are going to be people who are going to try to scam you out of your unemployment benefits for whatever reason, maybe asking you to donate to this cause or that cause, or maybe um, to help you increase the amount of money that you're getting just to route them this amount of money to do that. Stop. Don't even think about it. Don't even let them just focus on you, focus on your family, focus on taking care of your necessities. There isn't anyone right now, and I hate to say it, that you should be trusting with any of this money. Um, 
other than yourself. Make sure that you are avoiding any kind of fishy, you know, behavior, right? If it doesn't smell right, you know, walk away. If it doesn't look right, walk away. If it doesn't even just sound right, just walk away. Don't even entertain these these individuals, these people who are going to be trying to scam you, who are going to be asking you for bank information, routing information, your social security number, like unless it's the unemployment website, unless it's the irs.gov website, you shouldn't be giving that kind of very important information, especially during times like this, away. So please remember that. Beware of scammers during this time. Just be on your guard. Now, number seven could probably be the most important decision that you could make, and that is about life insurance and having a will. Unfortunately, during times like this, we realize the necessity of having life insurance. We realize the necessity of having a will. Uh, it's not for us. It's for the people who we provide for. It's for the people who who depend on us. And so I can't express it enough to make sure that you all are taking care of your loved ones, not just while you're here, but also when you're gone, right? Um, with having life insurance, having a will in place, to protect them financially, to take care of them financially. And it's just a smart decision that at the end of the day doesn't cost you that much money when you think about it, especially in the most unfortunate circumstance when if you're not here to provide for them uh, all of a sudden, at least at the very least, your family, the people you care about, whatever organization you may have a, a great care for will be taken care of financially. And that's one less burden on those people, those individuals um, to take on the financial responsibility of moving forward without your support. So those seven important decisions that I hope you all will take seriously. This is your money, your life. You do with it what you want. But I hope at least some of these suggestions will come across as like, oh, yeah, maybe I should build up my emergency fund during this time or OK, yeah, let me look into this high yield savings account that's earning, um, you know, 100 times more than the interest that I'm getting at this other bank. It's it just take these as uh, seven important tips to consider right during this time while you're getting, you know, unemployment benefits, while you're getting a stimulus package, um, stimulus payments here and there. And um, at the end of the day, take care of your necessities. Make sure that there's food on the table. Make sure that you have a roof over your head for you and your family and um, the rest of everything. We, we take care of it as they come. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening on the podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful and purposeful week. Stay safe. Peace.